everyone, and welcome to The Tech. Now, this is going to be the new name of the show right now. We're going to call it The Tech with a little tagline, Streetball Rules, Nothing Out of Bounds, because these two are going to go head-to-head once again. Corey Homicide Williams to my left, Mark Worthington to my right. Now, on the topic of tech, can I just get a little story about a tech foul that you guys have got? Which I think there will be no shortage of. Where, though, you go first. Well, I actually didn't get... (laughs) I didn't get as many as what people thought I got. I got one for definitely headbutting Larry Davidson, but, I mean, who didn't want to headbutt Larry Davidson? Wow. <laughs> um, but I reckon this is not my story. This is someone else's story. The funniest story I've ever fucking heard in my life, and I forget which player it is, and it, it's going to upset me that I can't remember who it is, but he asked the referee, this is in the NBL, can you get a tech foul for what you think? And the ref, ref said, no, of course not. He goes, well, I think you're a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best lines of all time. That's funny. Um, as much as people may think that I've received a lot of texts, I ha- really haven't. Um, yeah, I really haven't received a lot of texts. I always walk the line, but I never really crossed that line. So I don't really, to be honest with you, I don't have any technical foul stories. Worst one that I ever got was one of just my usual dumbass things that I used to do on the court was I got teched up, like just an easy basic tech. And then I said to the ref, I was like, fucking tech me again. And he teched me again and I got ejected. Wow. Like, I've never walk, been just, ejected. Just I've never ever one. got ejected from a game. So technically between Corey and myself, you're the baddest dude. You yeah. are the baddest hey, well, that's guy. How, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> I've definitely not. I've never been ejected in a game no. because I knew that you get ejected you get fined by the team. So you've so never been losing a- money. I'm not losing no money. Oh, but let's also say, like, you're a valuable piece to I, your team. I couldn't afford to get tech. We, I get tech. We're losing. In the NBL, a- I get ejected. <laughs> game over. I was a valuable piece to my team. Right. You are affordable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you might maybe not ejected, but I'm definitely sure both of you guys at some point in an away game got privately escorted out of the arena by security. Yeah. 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 Probably that, the same that, arena yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> now last week we absolutely dominated the discussion talking about Adris Delion, the Conga. Couple of teams we didn't talk about. Let's touch on those ones. Melbourne. They're sitting at eight and three right now, but they've played eleven games. They've played the most games of the competition. What are we thinking of them so far? Go ahead, Worthy, you go first. Well, I think they haven't played their best basketball yet. Uh, they've got a really good record. The, the sign of a good team is to win, even though you're not playing great. And we haven't seen them all click together yet. But when they fucking do, wow. I think they're them and Sydney are sort of in the same boat that they haven't clicked yet. But they've got so many weapons at their disposal. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go. I think you're right. They haven't played their best basketball yet. You know, when you think about it, Golden is coming back from injury. Casper Ware has been, he has been carrying the team. You know, DJ Kennedy showed signs of him being a really good player, and he's still finding his feet. And, you know, the, the two guys that have been consistent and I've been really impressed with on that team has been Mitch McCarron and David Barlow. Those guys have been consistent. And, you know, it's great for those two especially to be consistent because we know the usual suspects, they're going to show up. You know, they've been on this team before. The usual suspects, meaning like a Josh Boone, you know, Casper started off slow and now he's found his groove. CG43 will be there at the end. So when you see a guy like 
Mitch McCarron jumping into a superstar team and the bright lights are on. He's been performing consistently and playing defense. You know, he's been doing, he carried over exactly everything he's done with the Kansas Taipans in the role where he had to come and start when CG43 went out. So kudos to him and big props to David Barlow. I mean, think about this. You know, and I say it, you know, on air and every chance I get, but you have to respect this man. This man had a big, had big shoes to fill. You know, with Ty Wesley going, departing out to New Zealand. And his stats are actually matched and what it, Ty Wesley's done. Look, can, like he last year he averaged three and two. Three points and two rebounds. Now he's averaging like 12 or 13 and five rebounds. So that was a big question mark for this team with the absence of Ty Wesley, who was going to step up. And he has definitely exceeded expectations. Shout out to, to David Barlow. All right, let's just cut the shit. I've heard you all fucking week talking about... <laughs> oh, shit. What did I do now? Talking about Casper Ware being the MVP. Justify how the fuck you've got him winning MVP right now. I'm going to tell you what, what I'm saying. I didn't say... I said he's in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, Bryce Cotton, 8-1 and one or 9-1. and one? What is that team? 8-1. and 8-1. Okay. They ha- he's been lights out. He's playing in a whole other stratosphere. However, it can't. It's not going to be just a one man race. You got to talk about the other two people that I believe is in the conversation. Okay, yep. it's only twenty five percent of the season been played, and they have only played two top four teams. They mean in the Perth Wildcats, and they, they've had the easiest run. They really have. So you got to talk about Casper Weir and what he's done since Chris Golden's been out. And because of that, their team, they pretty much only lost one game since Golden has been out. And he's been a big factor in that. They lost in Illawarra. Well, I'm going to hit you with some fucking facts right, right now. Well, can, can, I, can, I, take, can yep. I say the third yep. person? <laughs> I, see yep. your, I see your focus today. Yep. Okay. The third person we got to discuss for MVP is the big fella on Sydney. Mm-hmm. 12 and 12. Five assists, three and a half blocks. That team could be as high as third place in that position. They could be third place. Right now, they're only going to be either second or third as far as that top three is considered, my opinion. But that's a dangerous team. And when they really start clicking, that's a team I believe can win the championship. We have yet to see Andrew Bogut play his best basketball yet. Go ahead. He played a hell of a game on the weekend. What do you have? 17, 10, 7... Five block shots. Absolutely five. dominant stat line. He started to show that more and more. And about five assists or something yeah. like that. But go ahead. You you focus. Let me um, hear this shit. Bryce Cotton. He's averaging 24 points a game. Okay. Casper at 19. Okay. Bryce Cotton's averaging four rebounds. Casper is at three. Okay. That's okay. That's respectable for both guards. Yep. Casper Ware does have him on assists because who the fuck is Bryce Cotton going to pass to? All right. But Casper Ware has got four turnovers a game where Bryce Cotton's only at one and a half and one dumbass play that he had in Kent. That should account to about two turnovers, man. <laughs> that fucking play. Let's talk about it. I mean, yeah, he's playing some great basketball and, you know, he's head and shoulders above the competition at the moment. He is. He is. What, 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 Felix, what's he paying for MVP at the moment? MVP, Ryson. Right now, Bryce Cotton is sitting at $2.50. Casper Ware sitting at $6. So there's value on both ones here. Casper Ware drifting out a lot further than I would think. I'd probably have Casper Ware down right up there in the favorites right now. He's missed the fourth quarter for Melbourne. He's really brought him back and hit Corey with a couple more stats. Just to, uh, we got Jerome Randall sitting at $4, which is a tough one with the voting system. You've got to remember the voting system does 
account 10 votes. They split them up amongst the two teams, maximum five votes a player. So Jerome Randall's got a lot of guys to take votes off him. Cotton doesn't. So Corey's got Cotton on this one, and he doesn't have a lot of guys to take votes off him where Casper Ware does. What do you say that one, Werther? Yeah, well, I think, like you said, Goulding hasn't played his best basketball yet. He's going to steal votes off Casper. Josh Boone, he's going to have his nights where he has those 25 and 10 nights. He's going to steal votes. There's not too many people stealing votes off Bryce Cotton. The only person that's maybe done it to this point is Nick Kay, and he's having an all-star season to this point. And he's probably the best four-man in the league right now as it stands. He's had more double-doubles than anyone else in the league. So He's had four straight. He's balling. Yeah. All right. Um, you know, it's only like a third of the season, right? Yeah. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, you know. He can slow down. What if teams just start doubling Bryce? That changes everything. It yeah. changes everything. I don't I don't understand why people haven't done it to this I know, point. but what I'm saying is what if teams just start? This is only a third of the season. Yeah. You know, if I'm any team, definitely in the top four, double him, let somebody else beat you. The whole game. Mm-hmm. Like teams attempt to do with uh, Casper Ware. Double him, let everybody else beat you. That's really how you're going to beat the Perth Wildcats. That's I'm one that I can't else. understand. Why does Casper Ware get doubled consistently? But as you're saying, Bryce Cotton just, you let, they let him run through. I think coaches, to be honest with you, that's just a dumbass decision that they make. I am going to double this guy. He's the fucking man. I'm a double. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. And it goes back to our point versus Brisbane the other week. How they could just leave Bairstow out on the fucking island. Like, if anyone's going to beat you, make it be someone besides Cotton. Well, right. Well, that one was just an absolutely wild coaching decision. And, of course, we spoke on that it one last week. It was a dumbass decision. So if you want to go with Corey on this one, Corey's saying Bryce Cotton's a lock for the MVP. I'm not saying he's a lock. <laughs> I am not saying I'm he's saying, a lock. He's saying it's early I'm, days. I'm saying Bryce Cotton is a fucking uh, He's lock. saying Bryce Cotton is a lock. He reckons Casper and Ware's got a, got a chance. He got a chance. He got a chance. Because what if they just start doubling and Casper uh, just continues this run all the way through? It's going to change. His productivity will change. Well, there we go. So there's a lot of value in both markets. If you do want to take Bryce Cotton, he's sitting at $2.50 right now on Sportsbet. Mallow Trimble is sneaky one in there at $4. What do we think Yo, of listen, Mallow Trimble? It no, ain't going to happen. Nope. They ain't going to win another game the rest of the year. Who are they going to be? <laughs> who, who is Cairns going to be? Well, let's talk on Cairns for a bit because Mike let's Kelly, you coach, pretty much a Almost 80% roster turnover there. They've got an entire new look team. Devin Hall looks like he's finally showing a bit of form. That's an NBA draft pick. So that's a quality player there, and you can see why Cairns have held on to him. What do you think Cairns needs to do to fix this shit? Nothing they can do. There's nothing. You're not releasing <laughs> Devin Hall. You're not releasing Trimble. What do you do? You can't release Devin Hall because now he's starting to show he can play and produce, okay? Before it was a worry. It was an issue up until, I think, two games ago. Now he's showing he can hoop. They will be in games because of their scoring ability in that backcourt. However, until they use Jawai Moore, make him a focal point offensively, and get more stops defensively, they're not going to win games. They got two inexperienced international guards as their backcourt. As good as they are, that's cool. They're good. They have no experience on this side of the world. They don't know how to win on this side of the world. How are they going to win games? Well, I cover... All the Cairns Taipans home games. You do. And I've watched them. There's a few things that disturb me about the Taipans. <laughs> disturb me. I they like disturb them. They've got no lack of urgency. Like, they think the wins are going to come to them at the moment. Like, even at the end of the Perth game, in OT, you make a shot 
to go down five with 40 seconds to go, and then Bryce Cotton gets the ball and dribbles it for 12 seconds without anyone touching him. Like, you're down five. You haven't fucking won since round one, and you've got that sort of urgency? And so I was like, fuck it. Maybe I'm being a little bit too hard on the type ants. I'll go have a look what they did last year compared to this season so far. Their points per game, they're up. Their field goal percentage, up. Their rebounds, up. Their assists, up. Their turnovers, are, uh, up just slightly. The biggest difference between the Taipans team that we've known for the last, during the Fern era, who had the most fucked up accent in the world, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> and the Cairns Taipans that we see today, is they give up 11 more points a game. And in a league, as we all know, that is so close to where they, what it is between winning and losing, if you give up that many points, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Which is wild to me because you look back at what Mike Kelly was as a player, and I back Mike Kelly to the hills mm-hmm. as a coach. He was a defensive stopper, a hustler. Right. Everything that Cairns aren't doing right now is what Mike Kelly was as a player, and he preaches defense. He preaches defense. So I'm not sure what is going up in the tropics right now. Well, when you have 80% turnover of your roster... Chemistry takes a hit. And, I mean, look at the players that they lost. Glidden, McCarron, Weeks. Like, they're all... All defenders, defensive-minded. defensive-minded, good teammates. Not saying that these guys that are currently on the roster are bad guys, but they were glue guys for the Taipans. And guess what else they were? The most important thing. Experienced. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in rookies to lead the team. They don't know how to run this shit over here. They don't know how the league works. They don't know how to win over here. Well, you look at the fourth quarter. No Alex Loughton at the moment and the who they have Which on the court. Which is huge. Yeah. That course, is a huge yeah. out for Cairns, but they it still can't excuse. Melo Trimble, Newbull, Devin Hall, and then you went with either Rob Lowe, Lucas Walker. Like, who? who is the leader in that group? Nobody. Who is the leader? Nobody. There's how are no- you going to win? And, and then we've seen in this little seven-game uh, losing streak that they've lost... Nothing little about that seven-game losing streak. <laughs> nothing, nothing little. little. You're, right. You're right. That they've been outscored in the fourth quarter. And you look at the... They've gone to overtime with Perth, overtime with Sydney, and played Melbourne for 38 minutes. And they just can't get over the hump in the last little bit because there's no experience, no leadership, no one telling them what to do, how to do it. I think their heart's in the right place, but unfortunately, they ain't got the mindset to win right now. No doubt. Well, they're taking on Adelaide this week and they're sitting at $3.46 to win. Adelaide's sitting they at $1.31. Well $21. <laughs> so you're yeah. saying that is one you don't touch? Touch? Shit. You Adelaide take, so you're taking, beat their ass. You reckon Adelaide 11 plus? Easy. Double did where, where they playing at, first of all? Adelaide. In oh, Adelaide. tomorrow I got that game. Adelaide going to smack them. Smack them? It might be. You got to remember this. That's the game Sobe had a triple-double balled out. Mm-hmm. Now you got Conger in the lineup. These are games where someone like Conger, you know, Adelaide, period. Who from Cairns guards Conger? I don't know. There's no one. DJ Kennedy's going to try? Not Kennedy. DJ Newbill is going to attempt to. too small. Too little. And they're going to play up and down. That's Adelaide's game and Conger's game. Now, when you think about it, Adelaide, who I say is not going to get the fourth spot because New Zealand is, but besides that, that's the type of play that they need. They coming off, what, four-game four game losing streak? They beat the shit out of fucking Illawarra last week, okay, getting their confidence back. So now to play against a team 
that they know they can dominate on both ends of the court in a free flow, free, free flowing style of play. That's going to really get can their we talk confidence about, going. Can you talk about the timing of Joey Wright bringing in Conga, Illawarra, Cairns? Like, let's go on the street, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and we've seen it. We've seen it done before. Joey Wright is the fucking master of getting his team right and making changes at the right time. Yeah, definitely. I agree. You know, he always does this. You know, but let's see if this is enough to get him over the hump, which I don't believe because New Zealand is going to get that fourth spot. Go ahead. Well, Adelaide 36 is 11 plus, $2.40. You got great value there. Corey's back into the hills on that one. Where do they go ahead? I'm going to go back to Cairns for a second. Their Australian content has been horseshit. Who's their Australian content? I don't really watch them much because they losing all the damn time. So they got Nate, <laughs> they got Nate Jawa. Got you. And I don't think they utilize him enough because right. we've seen that he can back down Bogut, Boone. How can he stay on the floor though? He's, he's he's unfit. He can't stay on the floor. He gets fouled out. No, he's not unfit. Like he you, definitely ain't unfit. Th- this is a thing. We can't run out the game. He's getting in foul trouble. I'm gonna use him while he's in the game. Thank you. It. Okay, he can foul. When you foul out, okay, then let the guards take over and dominate because you just said he can't stay on the floor, which means he ain't gonna be on the floor long. So I don't have to dict- give him the ball for three quarters. I'm a, I'm a, pretty much we're gonna use him till we can't use him no more, till he gets tired or in foul trouble. Then, guards, let's take over. That's experience, knowing. The, everyone knows, everyone fucking knows that he can only play 20 minutes a game, maybe 25. Because he is a different beast that no one else in this league has. You can just put him in in the post, say, all right, for five minutes, big fella, we're going to you every single possession. We've got another lineup that can shoot. And we've seen that he can pass out of the post. His only trouble comes when they double him in the post. Right. What, do you, what do you say about the overtime period? Nick K went to absolute work on him during the overtime period. I thought he was going to get subbed out as soon as Jervis fouled out. Bang. Okay. You keep him in. Okay. Nick K, six straight points. They lose in overtime. Okay, so they went to Nick K in the post versus Jawai. No, did they took they, it from the elbow. Did they go to Nate Jawai in the post versus Nick K down the other end? You can double. But did they? I'm asking the question. No, I'm not watching because they were too busy getting slaughtered on the offensive end. They went because down they didn't go over. down to him on the other end. They were trying to shoot threes. Go into him on the inside. Anyway, we've talked about Nate. Check that off. Rob Lowe, he played his first good game on the weekend. That's that's the first good game that he's played. Dexter Kearney's Drew. They don't, they don't even play him. They don't use him. And the stats say that he's one of the best guys in the competition yeah, right now plus, per minute. So that's my, another wild. He was my, my sort of roughie for most improved at the start of the year. And he's doing it. He just needs more time. Lucas yeah. Walker. Coming back from injury, hasn't played a great game yet. He's just played patches. Alex Loughton, he was sensational last year. Yep. He's terrible this year. So out of all your Australian content, where are you getting value? You look at every other team across the league, they are getting value from their Australian slash New Zealand local players. Right. Cairns Taipans aren't getting it at the moment. You reckon that has something to do with Melo Trimble being so ball dominant? And we can't be blaming Melo Trimble for anything that's going on right now, but he's really, really ball dominant. Probably the most ball dominant guard in the competition. Or maybe he's just like, look, who the fuck I'm going to pass it to when everybody else <laughs> not fucking performing? I might as well keep the shit. That's what I would be thinking. Well, in, in fairness to him, he's been trying to set, like, he's had a point guard mentality the last couple of days. He's tried to set up his teammates in the first quarter, quarter and a half. Not as bad as Julius Hodge used to get like nine assists in the first fucking quarter and not pass the ball for the rest of the game. But but 
He's actually tried to get his teammates involved and then tried to take over in the second half right. late games, which is what a good point guard should do, right. good scoring point guard. He's just not getting production. They've had multiple good looks. They're just not knocking down shots. Here's what I'm doing if I'm Mellow Tremble, and I've been in that situation plenty of times. You're on a team where you're the bottom half. You know, you're the bottom 25%. I'm going to give you the ball early. If you're not producing, you're not getting the fucking ball. My job is on the line if I'm not producing. And if I get cut and my stats are fucked up because I'm passing you the ball and you ain't fucking producing, I can't get a job. I'm going to give you the ball. I'm going I'm to sit you down before the game, the day before the game. As a matter of fact, I'll take you out to dinner because I need you. This is a relationship. Guess what I'm going to say? Felix, look, first quarter, I'm coming to you. I need you. Don't hesitate. Shoot. You fucking hesitate or just consistently keep missing, I'm not going with you. You're not ready to fucking play. I'm going to shoot the motherfucker. That's how I'm going to come into it. And that's what he's doing. I ain't mad at him. As much as I love talking about the last place team who's sitting fucking dead last on the table, let's start talking about some of the ones that are actually starting to hit their straps. Sydney right now, sitting at 5-3, and three, copped it early in the year after those two losses to Adelaide. They've only played eight games. See, look at that. Melbourne's played 11. Sydney have only played eight. I'm not entirely sold on Sydney. They've had close wins over the Hawks and the Taipans, and they're yet to play the Wildcats. Me first. Okay. Here's my thing about the Kings. They are a work in progress. What we see today will not be the team we see in February. They will be a well-oiled machine come February. Bogut will be playing his best basketball. Remember this. Everybody's talking about age or maybe his legs are tired. Man, if you played in the NBA 20, 13 years, that's 82 game season. And sometimes he go in playoffs. So you're talking about 100 games in a year. The man just got to play 28 games, man. Plus finals, Okay. This is easy. He's gearing himself. He's getting in shape right now as we see it. He has two guns in his backcourt, experience, champs, and MVPs. Okay, that's what he has in the backcourt. You know, you got Brad Newley at the three, you know, and you got your four man, you know, you got a little bit of the bench. So we don't need him to dominate offensively with the ball. All he has to do is facilitate, get his as he's getting his and play off of those guys. Just dominate the paint defensively and control it. And that's what he's doing. We're going to see an awesome team come February. They're still just trying to figure things out defensively, work on the scheme, work on things, and offensively get better. I know come February, this is going to be a different team. They're sitting at $3 right now for the championship as opposed to Melbourne United sitting at two seventy. Do you give them a chance? Oh, they definitely got a chance. I would be scared. I'd be more scared to play against Sydney than I would be in Melbourne. You know what you're going to get with Melbourne. You don't know what you're going to get with Sydney as far as the, the, the level of where they're going to be. I'd be scared to play against Sydney. Here's my gripe with Sydney. What the fuck are you getting out of David Ware right now? You are getting six points and three rebounds. <laughs> but exactly. guess what? It's all right. If they're no, rolling no. like this right now, but, but, they're going to wave him. He's going to be in a plane. His yeah. bag is already packed. He know it, and everybody else knows it. And they still winning without that. Exactly. Like, I don't understand the logic of bringing him in in the first place. You have a guy, Daniel Kickett, sitting on the bench who plays exactly the same game. Right. Exactly the same game. Where's a poor man's Kickett? Exactly. Kickett is almost 12 points a game, three rebounds the same. They don't rebound. Let's just... Yeah, yeah. Right. Let's just get... Why aren't they getting an athletic four-man... They're second last in the league in offensive rebounds. Go get someone that's just a jumping jack. Go put 
you know, there's Conga. Conga. <laughs> Conga would have been great. Josh Childress would be great. I know you you were talking about him before. Yeah. Josh Childress back to Sydney would be great. That's because a, if Josh Childress ever came back, let's let's put it out there right now. If Sydney were to somehow get Josh Childress, not somebody like him, get him, give him a championship. Give him the ring. Give him the ring. Sydney versus Melbourne this week. Melbourne sitting at $1.70, Sydney sitting at two fifteen. You're pretty high on Sydney there. You even said you'd rather, when you come to the finals, face Melbourne than Sydney. Who do you think wins this one, Corey? This game right here is a really, really big game. This is a blockbuster game. Actually, I don't care about no other games of the round but this game. Reason being is because a week ago, they came down here, probably about 10 days ago, they came down here and got their asses handed to them. You know, offensively, they weren't able to do anything. Melbourne played great defense on them. And defensively, they weren't able to stop DJ Kennedy, which was, that was his biggest game. So I want to see how they're going to adjust defensively to stop him. Because honestly, even though Melbourne still dominated that game, if they slow up DJ Kennedy, it could have been a different game. They only won by seven, and DJ Kennedy had like 26 points. Well, if Sydney had to cut David Ware's ass and brought in an athletic <laughs> foreman, then maybe DJ Kennedy wouldn't have done such damage. Well, we, this is a big game. This is a big game for Sydney to see, you know, because they won. So you won. think Sydney's going to win? I believe Sydney could win this game. All right. This is why Sydney's not going to win. Okay. I'll tell you. Chris Goulding didn't play in that game right. either. So, And he's just starting to find his feet again. Kevin Lish coming off a concussion. He didn't play last week. But he'll play this week. Melbourne have won 17 out of the last 19 at home. And the reason that they beat Sydney last time is because they disrupted Jerome Randall. They got the ball out of his hands. He was getting frustrated. He might have more shots than points this game because he'll take a personal that we're not talking about him in the MVP category. He'll take this personal. Now, he's the sort of guy that will win you a game and he's the sort of guy that will shoot you out of the game. And we all know Sydney get along until they don't. We've seen little fractures there already between him and Bogut. All right? I saw it in the Melbourne game it's last there. time. It's there. But when they're winning, they're bumping at half court. Everything's fine, you know. We're friends again. But when they're losing, then they start getting chippy with each other. I don't believe there's really a beef like you guys are thinking. I don't know how they. I don't be think there's a beef. I just think that there's two alpha males in the room that both probably want the same thing, right? But they play different ways. Okay. I think Jerome Randall wants to be the star. I think Bogut wants to win, and that's a big one. He doesn't care if he scores zero points, but if he helps his team to win with rebounds, with block shots, with altering shots, he's happy. I believe. Right. I agree. I, 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 agree. Don't, I don't know, but that's what I think. That's what I see from the outside. Jerome needs to score for them to be for him to be happy. I think Jerome needs to score and lead from the front aggressively for this team to work. If he's not aggressive, whenever they win, really, his numbers are up there and good. They need him to be aggressive and score. That's what he is. You know, so I don't think Bogut has an issue with him like that. because I don't think he has an issue. I think uh -huh. there is just two alpha males in the right, room. Right, I could agree with that. I think, you know, well, fuck, if Golden State has four and they can get along, two can get along over here. And I know <laughs> they got point. all year to figure it out. Are Golden State getting along? 
Well, technically, they're back. They're back in the good books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll jump into the NBA in a little bit. But, guys, before we jump into some NBA talk, I want to hear your best bet for the NBL round at the moment. I know you've got a pretty good opinion on one of the games. You've called it a scheduled loss, were those? So let's hear about that one. Yeah, I'm going to give Perth a scheduled loss. They're going to lose to New Zealand in New Zealand on Friday. Um, coming from Cairns back to Perth over to New Zealand. I called a schedule loss earlier a few rounds ago with Illawarra to beat Melbourne. This is going to be Perth's schedule loss losing in New Zealand. Perth sitting at a dollar eighty six. Perth sitting at a dollar ninety four. New Zealand sitting at a dollar eighty six. One. There's definitely value in New Zealand there. Corey, what's your bet? Well, in that, well, my, what's my bet? Anybody playing against Illawarra? <laughs> get them out of here! Look, all you got to do is zone that team. Honestly, who are these shooters? Let Blanchfield eat. Cedric Jackson ain't hitting nothing from outside. Nor is the two guard. Jordi Jet. Why would you even bring that backcourt in is beyond me. So Zone that team. Whoever they playing against, put your put the right. house on it. So we know anyone against Illawarra. Yep. And How anybody about, against Cairns. There we go. Done. <laughs> He's put the house on it. Corey, cut loose on someone. What's what's bugging you about the NBL round? What what who's letting you down at the moment? Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Let me tell you who's really, really. It's been disappointing. How many games have Adelaide played this year? I'm going to say 10. Okay? They're four and six. That would equal 10, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest disappointment to me is Majuk Deng, and I'm going to tell you why. This is a guy who nobody expected to play the way he played last season, okay? He came out of nowhere and he balled out. He was even a topic of conversation as into if they won the grand finals, he could potentially be MVP of the finals. How do you go from that to, I don't even know if you're in the league anymore. He hasn't done shit since the jump ball in the first game of this season. He's done nothing for 10 games. The the strength of the Adelaide 36ers is their depth. That's the advantage they've always had against teams. Joey Wright had the luxury of saying, you know what? Let me throw eight, sometimes throw nine players in. You never knew who was going to give you 20, 20 plus. He doesn't have that luxury right now. I think we all agree that Brendan Tease is not going to give anyone 30, <laughs> even though Joey said <laughs> you, you know, he could. <laughs> but just think about it. Like he's a key cog in what they do. And a lot of those losses would have probably been W's had he shown up. And it's really disappointing to me. And I, I, he really needs to step his game, find his game, you know, and, and step up. That's just what it comes down to. Joey's an equal opportunity coach. You come in and ball out, he going to play you. Yeah. You don't ball out, sit your ass next to me. And he needs to step his game up. I agree. I agree. Where though? Who's worth a mention this week? I'm going to give it to Adam Gibson. That's your boy. Hey, that's bias. Adam Gibson's your boy. Give on I a former teammates. <laughs> Go ahead. Last week, someone at this table <laughs> called him a scaredy cat. <laughs> someone called him a scaredy cat, which he told D. Ross before the game, he ain't no scaredy cat. <laughs> he did. That was funny. I heard, I heard that. That was funny. He came out and had 19 points. He balled out. Five of eight from three. And it's just not this week. The last uh, two weeks, he's been eight of 11 from three. This is a guy that... Probably creeping towards the end of stages of his career. And with a team that has been loaded with guards, 
Gibbo's still getting it done at the moment. He's balling for Brisbane, so shout out to Adam Gibson. Well done, mate. Keep being the pro that you are. Keep being the non-scaredy cat that you are. And fuck what Corey has to say. Okay, well, let's just clear something up. I actually always rated Gibbo, and I actually believed, based off the footage that I saw, that he it looked to me as if he was scared to guard uh, Bryce Cotton, but later I was told that he was told to switch. So he was just following instructions. So I cleared that up on Twitter. I cleared it up with him on the court and I'm clearing it up again for those who didn't hear me clearing it up, clearing it up on those other channels of social media. Before we jump off the NBL, we've spoken about how dangerous Adelaide can be adding Conger in. They're sitting at $7 to win the championship. Are any of you guys touching that? Hell no, they're not winning shit. <laughs> Kidding me? Win what? I just told Dang ain't showing up. I don't believe he's showing up. But Harry Froling has. Harry Froling has. So, are they worth it? Yeah. Oh, my. I'm thinking they that's is. good value at seven bucks. They're not winning nothing. Stop. They're not even going to the finals. New, once New Zealand, you said New Zealand's going to win, right? Just said at the start of the season. Tomorrow, I mean. Oh, yeah, they're going to win tomorrow. Okay, cool. They're going to split. Okay, New Zealand, will. they're going to get the fourth spot, bro. Adelaide don't have enough to get to get to the finals. I don't believe that. Adelaide got more than enough to get to the finals. Okay. And they can do some damage once they get there. Well, okay. if you're back where, though, they're sitting at seven bucks. If you want to listen to Homicide, you can stick up the top of the table with Melbourne and Perth and Sydney, $2.70, $3.75, and $3 respectively for those teams. Moving on to the NBA. Now, you've got to be living in a cave to not see what the hell is going on with the Warriors right now. They've lost four of the last five and everything is dysfunctional. And I'm going to drop a little bit of a scoop that I've heard from a great source. I'm going to start mm. off. I'm going to let you guys start off because I want to hear what, you know, we can talk about the Warriors all day, but I want to hear what the no, craziest the shit. Go to the scoop, I hear the fucking scoop. Okay, go go the, the, we'll scoop. go to the scoop to start, all right? So no one in basketball gets suspended for calling someone a bitch. It just doesn't happen. So my valuable source, who I'm not going to name, I'm not going to snitch out on him, give you a little hint there. Draymond Green went, in my opinion, went below the belt on what he said in the locker room. So everyone who follows basketball, you know that KD's mom's always courtside. She's always yelling, screaming, the camera, the ESPN cameras love her. They're all over it. She hasn't been there for about a month. So no one really asked questions why she wasn't there. The word I've got is that she was taking money to the tune of around 50K a week with KD's uncle out of his bank account. So she was swindling money out of KD's bank and then that thing just totally hit the fan. So shit hit the fan there. She hasn't been courtside since then, since Katie and her are falling out. And apparently Draymond walks in the locker room and says, you are such a bitch, you even let your mom steal from you. Now, I, w- I was off KD for reacting like this and being petty. But if someone comes in the locker room and says that shit to me, when that situation's gone down, then I'm not forgiving him at all. Well, that just tops anything that we've said. <laughs> <laughs> I for once, I'm speechless. Wow. Well, going on that, what's the cra- what's what's because there's really nothing you can say about uh, yeah, that's, that. That's it's, just, it's just a fucked up move. Yeah, that's just a, a really fucked up move. Obviously, from that move alone, you know, KD's out. First of all, K- KD out. is highly sensitive. He's a sensitive superstar, and for you to say things like that that have nothing to do with. You want you or I, and then you don't bring no one's mom into anything, first of all. But to say that, like, that's really below the belt. And for me, okay, we are watching and witnessing a true dynasty. That's what it is. And with anything like that, camaraderie and energy is everything. It's like when you're in a zone playing ball. 
You just want to be in that zone. This team has been in a zone ever since assembled. So to speak, ever since KD came back, they've been in a zone. One championship, one finals MVP. Another one, another championship, a finals MVP. There's a formula that is working. And it is so sensitive. If you look left, you can get out the zone. One small thing could disrupt everything. And that's where they're at right now. Are they talented enough? Of course we know they're talented enough. But still, one emotional thing go wrong could fuck up everything. Who's more important to that team, Draymond or KD? Of course it's Draymond. Draymond, Draymond does everything. They've won without KD. You know what I mean? So, But with that said, teams have adjusted how to play this team. And down the stretch in these last two years, KD has been the best player on that team. Because when you when it, when you have nothing else, go to give the ball to Kevin Durant, and he gonna make shit happen. I got a couple points on this. Do we understand how hard it is to three peat? It's only happened five times in the history of the league. Minnesota Lakers, the Boston when they won eight straight. Chicago, Chicago again, the Lakers. All right. Second thing. Everything's going to be better once Steph Curry comes back. Him being out, he's just a calming influence of the team. So while, yes, they do go to KD at the end of the games, Steph Curry's the best player in the league at the moment prior to the injury. Like, he is quite capable of carrying this team. Yep. The reason that they won't win it is because the Minnesota, uh, sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks, they figured out the blueprint. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to say something else. Milwaukee no, the, Bucks. They okay. figured out the blueprint. Oh, God. All right, go ahead. Did they not smash the shit out of the, the Warriors the other week? Let me tell you something. No, Steph. Let me tell no, you No, Steph was else. playing, and then he did his groin during the third quarter. No, Steph in the fourth. There is no fucking team in a seven-game series that can beat that team four times. There's no fucking team that could do that. You can catch them once. You catch them twice. You could probably catch them three times. Catch them four times in seven games? Fuck no. You ain't got that much firepower over there, Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Milwaukee Bucks smashed them. And they dominated them through the paint because Milwaukee might be the only team that goes, all right, we'll welcome all your switches and we'll just punish you inside. And they punished them. I think they had 62 points in the paint versus... It's easy to do that once, yo. It's easy to do it once. They're going to go with a counter. Then they're going to go with another adjustment. Then let me see how you beat me with the third option that they don't have, that Golden State has. They got, no way. They've got Delhi. They're not even playing him at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Homicide thinks the Warriors are going to work their shit out. Wertho's got his questions. A bit of Bucks action over there for Wertho. You don't really you haven't heard that in the last few years, have you? Well, I just like the way that their roster's been built. And let's face it, I think we've all been waiting for the Warriors to fuck up. We didn't expect it to be internal and come from Draymond. Well, when they signed DeMarcus Cousins, I was really hoping that that was the, the bomb that the NBA had sent in there to just and, blow and, that one up and, from the inside. And, and when Steve Kerr got asked about it, he goes, I've been, I've been preparing my whole life for this. I've got Draymond already. So he knew what he was getting into. But I didn't, I didn't expect Draymond to be the one to, to fuck this thing up. Well, last NBA topic we can talk about. The Lakers, LeBron, dominance. He's starting to score the ball a lot more. Some some sort of stuff we saw early in his career. If he can get it done, if he can get the Lakers in this year, you know, to the playoffs, we're not going to be talking stupid and saying, you know, fucking win a championship. If he can get them to the playoffs right now and make it, you know, 
win a couple games, that sort of stuff. Where does that put him on the dominant? Where does that put him on the list? Where is he all time for you? First of all, let's talk about all time scorers. He's on. He's number five. Yep. Next week he'll pass Michael Jordan. Yep. I think he's going and having these crazy outbursts in scoring because he already he just want to hurry up and pass Mike. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but him and Mike don't fuck with each other at all. They don't fuck with each other. LeBron's at, a threat to the dynasty. At, a threat to the dynasty. I mean, they've never talked at all. Maybe his first few, couple years a little bit, but you can just see it like there's tension. And he's coming for the fucking throne. That's what he's doing. He, I'm sure that that game, when he has it, he'll probably have like 50. Like, I'm going to blow your shit out of water because I don't fuck <laughs> with you. That's really what it comes down to. And what he's doing is unbelievable. You know, we've never seen nobody with that size, speed, strength, and ability at that position doing what he's done. LeBron don't give a fuck about championships. His legacy's bigger. He's going to hit a billion dollars while he's on the court. He's also going to be playing with his son. When the first time we ever saw a father and a son on the court together? D-Mac and Tater, his son in the NBA. <laughs> in the NBA. Shout out to D-Mac yeah. and Tater, because that's a fact. But when the last, when, have we ever seen that? Never. You know what I mean? He's built and opened up a school in America. He's he's in films now. He's in movies. He has his own production company. He's He is going to be... He's following the blueprint of Magic Johnson, bro. That's exactly what he doing. And that's another reason why he went west to LA. And I think it was really not for rings, but it was to challenge himself. Because we all know he can close his eyes and walk backwards and get to the finals in the East. And everybody's like, why would you do that when the West is harder? It's just to challenge yourself. Striving for greatness. I'm going to give you this pen, all right? You're going to give me your top five while I tell you my top five all time. All right? All time in, in the, the NBA? NBA? Yeah. All right. Your Mount Rushmore, if you will. Yeah. You see, you see. I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm giving you time, all right? Time, yeah. We're live on air. He's giving me time. <laughs> you time. He got the shit already written down. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to give a special mention to my man, Larry Bird. I can't fit you on the top five. Okay. He's the whole reason I wore number 33. Okay. But you can't fit into He's my top five. He's also your Twitter profile picture, which is kind of weird. As a, <laughs> as a, as a grown man, guy, it's kind of weird. Shout, isn't shout out to Adam Ballinger for the sweet. Oh, uh, hey, if anybody wants to jump yeah. on Alan ba Adam Ballinger's uh, social media, He's got some serious fire he's, with his character really as a dope. cartoon. Yeah. It's not Larry Bird. It's actually me with the Larry Bird background. <laughs> the well, maybe, maybe I should be saying, Adam, draw some better shit. Yeah, there we go. Number five, all time. I'm giving it to Tim Duncan. Okay. Two decades of dominance with the one club. He was the cornerstone for him. He rarely, rarely made a mistake. And the only mistake he really made was being on the bench when Miami got the offensive rebound for Ray Allen to win <laughs> a championship. Number four, Shaq. Most dominant, I like that one. Most dominant big man of all time. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The best scorer of all time to this point. Number two is LeBron. And number one is still MJ at this point. So that's my top five all time. I think either way, you can always argue. This is like one of the greatest arguments that you can have in a locker room of who your uh, Mount Rushmore would be. Uh, and there is no wrong answer. That's the best thing of it. But I think we all agree that Kobe doesn't belong there. Yeah, I could agree with that. 
The thing that I'm most impressed with about these two top five lists is that both of these guys haven't put themselves on there. Because I know, I know both these guys pretty well, <laughs> and I would have thought there's some way they'd find a way to put themselves on there. I think um, my top five, and I'm writing down off the head, I got to go with Oscar Robinson. His whole career, he averaged a triple-double. Where are you putting him? I, there's no order. I'm just saying five. Right? Can you check if that's water in Homicide's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, it is. The it's water. averaged a right, triple-double in continue. his career. Michael Jordan, LeBron, Shaq. I mean, could you imagine Shaq against any center back in the day? I don't give a fuck if Bill Russell got 11 championships. Shaq in his prime, he'd break them in half. He would break them in half. And my fifth, you know what? And I'm not hesitating like that, but, you know, it it could be, listen, that white boy out of French Lake, B. That white boy out of French Lake, Indiana, B. Larry Bird, B. We have never, he was the man that honestly, um, like, that was a dude, like, you know, brothers, it always came down to the whack black thing, and brothers couldn't fuck with him. they like, fuck, he's slow, he's not athletic. That motherfucker had a jump shot that was gold. And he talked gold. the most shit out and of And he talked shit. <laughs> Magic Johnson, one of the greatest players of all time, said he wouldn't have been the player that he turned to, turned out to be if it wasn't for Larry Bird. Pushed him to be great, See? vice versa. Larry Bird's era is my cutoff when we start talking about best of all time. I saw a best of all time the other day that had Bob Cousy. Fucking yeah. Bob Cousy. Bob Cousy put it through his legs and everyone lost their shit. Right, right. He put the ball through his legs, threw it around the back and everyone was like, fucking Houdini. Yeah. Like Westbrook gets a triple-double now, dunks it behind his head. Everyone's like, uh. But Bob Cousy threw it behind his back all time. Yeah, Mount Rushmore. It's, it's Get the, the fuck out of yeah, here with that. Different like, errors, If yo. you were playing around, <laughs> if you have fire to go up, and mate. fetch, if you have to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really get fired up. Right. If, you have, if you have to fetch the damn ball out of a peach basket, right. then you are not up there in the greatest players of all time. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, I get it. Just randomly, who should be the new logo? LeBron James. His His dunk. His signature dunk. I, I love think. I love that one, but I think it's too soon. I just ranted on shit yeah. being too old, okay. but I'm not sure who it would be, but I still think it's too soon for the new logo to be that. Unless you're bringing that logo um, in 10 years after he's retired. It, and then, okay, then it would be Jordan. If it's, if that's it's too, too much soon, of a brand. It's too much of a brand already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it would be. What who about that old think? school shack hanging from the hoop? Which you could with do. The, with the dunk. With the dunk. Yeah. I love that one. That's dope too, but yeah. they wouldn't give it to a center. It would have to be a, like a guard, I'm sure. They'd yeah, no, the guards are like- It's a guards game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would know. Guards get all the calls. The bigs, the bigs, <laughs> bigs don't get shit. That's true. any league. That's true. Nothing. In any league, if a big and big have contact in the paint, it's like play on. If a guard, like he was the best motherfucker to ever do it, to just run into a big and just fall over. Well, he didn't even fall over, but he used to knock bigs down. Yeah, homicide was a but truck. <laughs> he was, he was, he was the guy that used to get rightly to the so, rightly so, man. The guards they worked on their handles, they worked on their skills to get the leg. The bigs just damn grew. Right. <laughs> it might be a bit harsh on some of the power forwards. <laughs> were though. But uh, a lot of guys, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit more biased to guards as well. But before we wrap this thing up, I want to get one multi-bet out of both of you guys on this week's NBL games. Uh, NBL, well, I'll just go with, and I'll go right off the cuff. I'm going to go New Zealand to beat Perth. I'm going to go with Adelaide to beat Cairns. So New Zealand to beat Perth. Adelaide to beat Cairns. And then last one, I will go Perth to beat New Zealand in Perth. Okay, so switching it up there. What about you, Corey? Adelaide is losing. Cairns for the win in that game. Cairns is going to beat Adelaide. Oh, I'm sorry. Adelaide for the win versus Cairns. Yep. Adelaide for the win versus Illawarra. And New Zealand for the win in New Zealand. 
Nice boy. And I'd like to throw a couple of my tips in there. I'm still thinking, I don't know what it is, and you guys have harped against it the whole time, but the Taipans against Adelaide at 346. Well, and now you guys might shut me down or pull my mic wait, out Wait, how much money are you going to put on this game? Well, just split it between Corey and I because <laughs> we'll take your money. Donate to charity. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but the way the NBL works, you can never expect what's going on, and there's something that jumps out to this game against game for me. So I'm probably going to back the Taipans in here at $3.46. Well... I reckon Adelaide might win by 20 plus. Well, we got absolutely every end of the spectrum. But anyway, that's all we've got time for on the tech this you week. You lost everyone on that one, mate. You lost everyone on that one. Hey, well, we'll see. We'll be back here next week on the tech. Streetball rules. Nothing is out of bounds. Thank you guys for tuning in. You can follow, if you want to call me out on Twitter, you can follow him at Felix Hoff, H-O-F-E, that is on the end. If you want to call these dudes out and ask them a couple of questions, at C Homicide, at Wertho33. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. And remember, if you are going to enjoy the games this weekend, gamble responsibly.